Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Am I the Only One, the podcast. Um, we excited to do another one. I feel like we've been yes. doing good these past, like, these past few with being timely. So that's yes. <laughs> So welcome back. We missed you. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Like Introduce us. What you say? I say it like Mace. <laughs> oh yes. Welcome back. All right, I tell them what we did in the last episode. Girl, what did we do? Well <laughs> <laughs> No, for real. The last episode, baby, that was a sermon. Okay. Um yeah, it was. we was talking about dating um right now in 2021 and the guest that we have is a licensed sexologist and she was just coming with bars like damn it was like okay girl you ain't gotta read i ain't come i ain't come here for that i just came here to dance and that's it yeah (laughs) and she was reading so no it was really good um yeah i still ain't got no man so i don't know (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if it uh-huh. helps or not, cause I ain't got no man. So, <laughs> well, you don't need one. You I know? mean, I don't need one, but I want to be a housewife, and I can't do that without <laughs> no man. So it's kind of like that's very true. You do need the, the chi- man. The chicken for the chicken or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> so. So have you been like even though you haven't, you don't you feel like you haven't been like you don't you're not in a relationship, have you been like dating since then? Girl, yes, I have and it's actually been a blast. Oh, good. hmm It's been real fun. Tell us more. <sighs> Y'all so nosy. <laughs> but no, I've been dating, it's been real fun. Um, I've been going to some good places because Dallas is a place where I'm going to be exploring it for years to come. So, like, one of my favorite um, parts about dating is, like, learning new parts of the city and, like, new cool spots. So, yeah, yeah. I've been liking it. I, I yeah. do. I, when I was younger, I used to be able to date better. And when I mean better, I mean, like, I could, like, date a whole bunch of people. And it it would just be, like, you know, easy to kind of do it. But, like, mm-hmm. now it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of hard what you mean um I guess timing wise I feel like too maybe since people are older I feel like everybody like super serious too yeah so it'd be like oh my god trying to balance all these different folks emotions yeah and emotions that like I wouldn't even think they would have so I'd be like, wait, what? I thought we was having fun. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh, man, this is oh. crazy. <laughs> why you ain't tell me first? Like, why you springing it on me? <laughs> oh, so it's getting serious and um, severe. Not for me. Well, not yeah, not for you. Yeah, not, not on my end. 
You said not not for you. Mm-mm, not me. I mean, I, I mean, of course, eventually I want to get serious, but I don't think not like this, not these. See, I'm I'm telling on myself, what's the next thing? Because I don't want to get, get this one with nobody. What's, what's, let's move on. <laughs> well, <laughs> how was um the girl's trip to Dallas? Because I know. Oh, it was talk. great. Oh, my God. I love them so much. Um, okay, funny thing, I'm sure they probably already told you this, but we went to the state fair and Insecure is back, so shout out to East and M. Love them. But yeah. y'all remember that episode when they went to um Coachella and they yeah. were so excited to go to Coachella, but everything like was like going wrong. <laughs> that what? was us at the state fair. Oh my god. <laughs> everything was going wrong yes tiffany lost her phone and like it was just crazy and you know how like on sitcoms when like something like that happens on the show they gotta like go to like kind of like off kilter funny uh people to like try to find it girl we went to the lost and found those were the funniest people I've ever like encountered and since she was mad I had to leave because I'm like I'm about to start crying laughing in here so let me just (laughs) walk out because I want to scream like we walked in each we stood in silence for two minutes because they like wouldn't acknowledge us and they were like typing on a keyboard like so hard that it was like moving like the keyboard was like jumping and I'm like is this a joke like, they was they took their job very seriously girl it was like a Raven Simone skit or something like oh that's so crazy I'm like this is so stupid <laughs> like, I'm crying. <sighs> but yeah, no, well, we had a good time. We had a lot of fun, though. I'm glad y'all had a good time. And they said um, they really liked Dallas. So you the only one who ain't came yet. Well, damn, uh, we just got there. Give me a second. Jeez. Give, nah. Give me a second. Give me a second. No, I will never give you a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's pressure out here. Did you see that one meme where... um? That one mean when it was like being a girl is hard. You miss one birthday dinner night. And you fake. And you fake. <laughs> yeah. That's me. That's me. No, that is you. That's me. And I'm You shredded. know we were talking about you um when uh they was out here. Like, oh what what are you just doing? <laughs> At but, home. But I do um, I did realize though that that weekend was sweetest day, and you were a married woman, so that made sense for you not to come. <laughs> so, exactly, and I didn't I just think came, about that. That too, and I just can't. We just got back from our um anniversary trip right after that, so it's just like the time that has just been off. Like every time, every somebody want to do something, it's not when I can do it. It's like I can't do it. Like right, and that- you're not even going to Mexico. That's sick. <laughs> Well, that's a whole nother story for another day. Okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we can get into this month's episode um and the interview for uh for this month, which I'm so excited. This conversation was 
so good. I'm sad that you couldn't be there for this um, for this interview. It this one is so personal to me because it is um, one of cousin. my best. Yes, but also my cousin, my bestie, my brother, die, everything. Like you know, like grew up together. Crazy. So, um, but I this is our first guy male right. Boy. Right. So it's just another special like conversation. But so I thought it was good to have like that point of view and also like change it up a little bit and talk to somebody completely different from who we've had on the show before. But um my cousin D'Angelo, who is a dancer, choreographer, performer, um, teacher. He has traveled all around the world performing. He actually is, uh, we talk about this a little bit in our conversation, but he's actually right now um, uh, practicing, or I guess in rehearsals for a um, show that he's getting ready to be in for the holiday season um, in Virginia, I think it is, Myrtle Beach. Um, I think he's in Myrtle Beach. So um, yeah, and so I'm just completely like always uh, obsessed with him and everything. Like, you know, when he's in town, we are attached by the hip. So this I think is going to be a really cool conversation to talk about like more people in the entertainment industry and um, people who are just in that like lane. So we could go ahead and get in to the interview. Okay. Welcome back, friends. And as I told you with Samika, we have a very, very, very fun, special, and also um, just like a special guest this week, my bestie, my good Judy, my cousin, my blood-related cousin. This month, we have none other than D'Angelo Cheatham, the entertainer, the performer, the just everything. He going to give you everything <laughs> you need. So welcome to the podcast this month. I'm so happy. You are the first male guest that we have on the podcast. Love so it should, here. Love that. Exactly. So you should be Hi, like, honored. <laughs> I am. Um. So yeah, so appreciate you for for taking the time to be on it um, on the podcast, and I wanted to have you on to give us a different perspective and everything, and also because you know you do something completely different than like the guests that we've had on the show so far, and I would love to give you give people like insight as to like what you do and everything. So I'll let you start with just telling us about yourself and like what you do for a living. Um, well, I am D'Angelo Cheatham. I'm a Detroit native. Um, I'm a dancer, I'm a choreographer, and I'm a teacher. Yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And you being very modest, Am I would have to say, <laughs> because, yes, because, I mean, I feel like you can go into more detail than that. Like, you have gone to school for this, you have yes. traveled the world for this like don't cut yourself short we gotta let people know like everything that you you know be doing <laughs> yes well I um started dancing in Detroit of course and then um it went on to things that I never even thought that a little boy from Detroit would you know would have touched let alone thought about all that type of stuff um 
So I started at Detroit Windsor Dance Academy with my main training. I've been dancing since the age of about three, but when I got to that, to Detroit Windsor, that's when I got like serious about training. Um, mm -hmm. And I was about eight or 11 around that realm. I know that's a big jump, but it's around that time. <laughs> um, then from there, I went to DSA, Detroit School of Arts, uh, downtown Detroit, where I worked with a lot of people um, from Ray Mercer from The Lion King. He's still in The Lion King, and that was over 10 years ago when Come I on. was working with him. Um, we work with Roger Jeffrey. Um, he's a choreographer from New York as well. And he's worked, he went to Juilliard. So that's where his main credit and all of that come from. And it was just some other people from the Detroit area, like um, Penny Galbaldo. She's a specialized in modern, well, mainly the Catherine Dunham technique, which we know is another black um, created mm -hmm. style of dance, I'll say. Right. Yeah. And so then that took you to go on to do what? You I say? went to the <laughs> University of the Arts in Philadelphia, um, where I spent two years. And then I had the realization with myself, I told my mother this verbatim, I don't need a degree in dance to dance. Um, so I started my professional career at 18. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so, I graduated early, you know, late birthday. I was graduated at 17, so 18, it was ready to go. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So, did, I, side note, did you know that there's an Ailey movie out? Yeah, on Netflix, yeah. The is it on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe it is. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is on Netflix. Okay, yeah, I saw it the other night on Friday, and I was like, oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, a couple um, of my friends are in it, of course. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because they have like some of the people from the company, the um, Ailey 2, which is the second company. And then they also have people from mm -hmm. the fellowship program in that. So it's a lot of people mixed in throughout those groups. So, yeah. Love that. So what would you say has really got you into like dancing and performing? Like you said that like, you know, at Detroit Windsor is when you really started to take it seriously and mm -hmm. like um around that age but what at what point were you like like yes like that is this is what I want to do you know well I always loved dance um but you know as you know I started off playing sports um mm -hmm. basketball will still forever be my first love but it's just I'm five seven it would have never <laughs> been a career you know so when it got to the eighth grade my mom made it made me make a decision to either go to like cast renaissance or king and play basketball maybe dance and you know just have the high school situation regular high school situation there or mm -hmm. go to dsa the art school where they have no basketball team no football team no cheerleading team and dance 24 7 and I decided to go and dance 24-7 because, again, I said basketball was not going to be a future. Even though I could have danced <laughs> at other schools, DSA just seemed like the yeah. right fit for me. Yeah, because if some of our followers, you know, may not be based in Detroit, mm -hmm. but like, um, or some of our listeners, some of them are in the Chicago area, but like some people 
uh, may not know that like there is like you know for people who are like dancing and like are into like the art, um the arts and things like that like i would say between dsa cast and renaissance are in, in of terms course. of Detroit public schools are like the best avenue for you know students who want to go or go down that path but like for you sure. said with dsa like you know if you really want to like seriously pursue that definitely um dsa for sure yeah they're starting this project not project program uh for like you know how we used to dance in middle school like you danced at luddington um yeah. they um were trying to filter those kids like keep them interested in dance and then filter man filter them into dsa after getting training well trained well in middle school before even getting to DSA, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. we'll see how that goes in the next couple of years. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um. So when did you decide, like you said, like, okay, when you were 18, you decided like, okay, like I don't really wanna go to school anymore. I just mm -hmm. wanna pursue performing and like um, entertainment. Like yeah. at what point, like what, when, how did you come to that conclusion at that point? Like, well, um, I had some friends who just went, of course, some dancers, you know, go straight to the life of being a performer from high school. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was ready at 17 to do that. Yeah. But, um, life happened, <laughs> a little bit of life happened. And then also, um, just, what was life? <laughs> um with you know things of like I should have did things just a different way I'll say that okay and um which we all would could say if we was yeah. you know 18 yeah but it wasn't even school. bad and it may, it wasn't kind of my fault as well so I'd say that yeah <laughs> but yeah so I decided <laughs> to just be full on because it was like either you're in school or you have to do this full on yeah. you can't because what are you going to do especially because I was still living in Philadelphia and I was not coming back to Detroit. It was just not yeah. an option. Not yeah. in my brain. Mm -mm. Yeah. I'll come not... home for Christmas break, back <laughs> home, back to Philadelphia, you know? Yeah. So you just decided like... It was like a day. It literally like a day. It was like, <laughs> here we go. And finding like different dance things that I can do in Philadelphia. So I started dancing with this company called Grace Dance Theater. At the time, it was just me dancing, and they needed male dancers because it was mainly a company full of women with maybe like one male as the year. Because you know, as the years progressed, they started getting more males. And this particular particular year, they had a very good, very 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 strong group of women, and they needed men to accompany them, of course, because you know sometimes they want to do partnering and then things like right. that. You know, love stories, all of that. So yeah um yeah so that happened I was dancing with them for about a year and a half yeah and then I moved on to Elion Dance Theater where things really changed my life for real so yeah yeah Elion was a place that made me the artist that I am or a dancer I should say I am today because of the, all of the people that I work with all the different styles and um, nuances that I learned throughout the choreography of the pieces mm -hmm. even I learned more so more about the company life and also more about myself should I say the theater company life as in, yeah. as in concert dance you know 
Right. Love that. So that's the company that we saw when we came to Philly, when me and Micah came, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So would you say that like, like, I mean, you talked about your experience with like trying to fill that gap for some of the companies that you dance for in terms of like the male aspect, but do you feel Mm -hmm. like there are any barriers for like black male dancers to get opportunity opportunities in the industry? I mean, yeah, we're black. So that's number one. Um, We're always going to be looked at differently and also we could be looked at differently in a good way because you know have you as you noticed if you see any dance show any anything pertaining to performing it's always going to be an even number of black male and women mm-hmm. black men and women so say if it was a cast of 10 you're going to have maybe four black people <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and that's just is what it is. It'll be a boy and a girl, a man and a woman, a boy and a girl. You know, it'll be very even, but yeah. it'll be, you know, what they call the token black guy or the token black yeah. woman. I've been the token for a while. I write a cup, I've written the token for a while, and I'm not going to stop it because it's making me money. Yeah. Um, it is like, okay, where my friends at? <laughs> you know, sometimes. <laughs> even though I do make friends, I don't, you know, I love everyone. But sometimes I just need a little bit of the culture in my back pocket that I can just tap into, you know. A hundred percent. I get that. I think, you know, that translate, I mean, to the workplace in general, like, you yeah. know, for everybody. And it's unfortunate that it's still, you know, they used to have that even in, even in the entertainment industry, right. which is crazy. Like, you know, I'm about to leave soon to go on a gig. I'm literally the only black person in the cast. <gasps> only? Only. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Wish you luck. We'll have to send you a care package or something down there. A care package to give you a little piece of home. Okay. A little, just a little bit of a something. One, two. Yes, exactly. Um. So would you say that like, just like in our own community, that there are like, stigmas about being black and being a male dancer like how have you navigated that well of course I knew when I came out the womb but of course everyone wanted to tell me that I was gay because I danced you know but of course I wasn't going around at the beginning like yeah I am like that's not your business yeah but um that's that's the number one stigma it's probably going to be there for forever even though they say they're everyone's saying they're more inclusive with their thinking nowadays whatever it may phase out as our generation gets older but we'll see yeah that's really the main one other than that they're just like oh you dance that's random you know yeah or they call you twinkle toes but who 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 does that really bother you know being a child at that point yeah so um but you know that like um one person that I feel like I've been noticing who have been like really putting a lot of like black male dancers on is little Nas X. Yeah. I feel like he has had like a lot of like black male dancers. Like it's never like like you said, like just the even split women and male. It's like all (laughs) male dancers at um and his backup dancers. So I feel like that's new age and that we love. That's why I think that's I think why a lot of 
accept accepting people bang with him so hard you know because yeah. he is trying to make a difference uh, a different statement yeah. than what everybody else is doing even if he is using his gay platform as a platform he's using it to for a greater good so hey. for sure yeah it's definitely revolutionary what he is doing because i'm like i i don't recall seeing a lot of black male dancers like that like in droves no. um in a performance no. you know like in a unless while. it was like kanye and like he had them hopping up and down for an hour you know exactly and you didn't even know if they was black or not right you couldn't see their, exactly. <laughs> you can't see their face exactly but like dancing dancing exactly. so so i would say um that's one person that i would say that i've noticed so how have you like navigated though that that stigma like you said like well you said one that it was just like it's none of your business what you know what i'm doing well i didn't a lot of people didn't find out that i was a dancer until i got to dsa and it was really crazy because i was playing basketball at the same time you know i used to go from a basketball game to dance right after on saturday morning so and nobody really knew about that in, in middle school but I mean, I danced at the talent show, so that like they just like, oh, he's a little boy that got some moves, you know. They yeah. didn't even know I was getting training on the weekends, like stuff like that. So it wasn't for me. It wasn't too bad because once I was like out and as out as a dancer, I was in a safe space at DSA. So yeah, yeah, you know. interesting. Yeah. Um, oh well, how? So you know, you talk about your teaching and and like you being. Um, a choreographer and things like that obviously you know you have I know you have like done some work with like um, DSA and like teaching mm-hmm. at certain studios and things like that how do you encourage other young black male dancers to like push past any roadblocks to go after and pursue their dreams well I push all my men black or white harder than I do my women only because women have more opportunities in the dance world only because of so many avenues they can take. You know what I mean? They can mm-hmm. go the modeling route. They can go dance for be a rockette for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? They could. Yeah. Um, they it's just so many things that they can do. Set now when it comes for a male dancer, it's not many of us. So when we're in the room, we need to be seen. Yeah. And um, you don't want to be the only male in the room. And they're like, oh, he's, he's not even doing anything. So I always ride my uh, male dancers, especially my male black dancers, because we already coming in and they think we don't have feet. You know, we don't have stretch yeah. because we're black, stuff like that. So they yeah. already coming in with those things in, uh, in their brain. And they were like, he might not have the technique that we need. And they haven't even seen us dance. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I always tell them, make sure that headshot and you always keep that face together because that's the first thing you see when you walk in the room. And then you kill them with the dance. You know, yeah. so yeah. yeah, I ride my man hard. I I I, I abuse them in a way, <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. You know. Yeah, a I get way. that. Yeah, and you know, and just from like my experience, I would say, and that's I guess going back to even like Little Nas X. I hate to hate to, hate to keep using him as an example, but I feel like just from my own experience from like dancing and things like that is that like I do feel like a lot of times the males are sometimes used as an accessory oh yeah more so that's the whole point of ballet ballet you know we were taught you were there sometimes when I was told this um it's about the girl or it's you are here to show her off 
Yeah. Especially if you, we were doing like variations, like when I went to Blue Lake back in the day, like when I was really hardcore in the classical ballet, they were, it was literally about the woman. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, you had your little solo on the side, but it was right back to the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's why another reason why I'm, why going back to like the example of like, the backup dancers for like little Nas X is like, mm-hmm. you know, they are putting like the male dancers at the forefront, you know, right. rather than always that partnering or mm-hmm. always like, you know, like you said, emphasizing what the girl is doing, like, you know, like the cer- certain choreography, like you can just tell, like it's emphasizing more so what women are doing. And I want, you exactly. know, obviously being a woman, I'm pro woman, obviously. You like, know, I'm you know? a feminist, so I'm with it. <laughs> exactly. So, but just like noticing that, and like, you know, just from my own experience, like it's it is nice to see black male dancers like being put in in the forefront and also being showcased as like the center of attention mm-hmm. and living a life too. living their absolute best life. <laughs> living. OK, because <laughs> um, honestly, like I'm just like they live in their best life, period. But um. Okay, so I mean, I guess on that note, like, who has inspired you and your work today, and even recently? Like, is there anybody that like inspires you right now? But but also in the past, who has inspired you um, to be to be who you are and to go after your own um, dreams and pursue your career? And is it anybody now? Well, I'm going to sound like the typical black dancer, Alvin Ailey, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that was like one of the first companies I've ever seen other than Philodenko. Like I mm-hmm. was like, I mean, it's Ailey. And back in the day, Ailey was like a little, had a little bit of a raw edge, you know, a little yeah. bit more of a raw edge. And it, they were like, you know, very gutsy and going for the gold. And now yeah. I have friends who dance in Ailey and they're the same dancers because they grew up on watching those dancers. You know, it was a time at Ailey where um it wasn't so it was very polished and it's getting back to where um it used to be and i'm oh, glad nice. to see that because yeah. they used you know ailey back in the day they didn't care i mean they had the technique of course but they were going for yeah. what they knew every yeah. time they hit the stage even if yeah. it was just revelations which is the su- the most subtlest subtle 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 movement but yeah you saw the work you know mm-hmm. yeah i was um not to derail, but I when I saw the um the um Ailey movie, the trailer for it, I was like, oh, I want to watch that. Um, and I was telling Fred, I was like, you know, because he did, I was like, oh, you know, I knew they were performing Revelations, mm-hmm. so I was like, um, and so he obviously, you know, didn't really know what that was, and I was like, right. you know, Revelations is like Swan Lake, but for, it's for rooted, in, yeah, it's rooted in blackness, you know, mm-hmm. more so like you know, and just like like you said, just really um exuding and emoting that like the culture like you said like just really like you know the yearning of what we all went through or what our ancestors went through not we all because we didn't live the life that they did right um so yeah just the backstory for anybody who like doesn't has never heard of like alien revelations and like how iconic that show is but um you, so you said this is on youtube if anybody wants to go and watch it it's it might actually be a full version somewhere out there but yeah, yeah it's definitely a watch and it'll yeah. change your life for sure so ailey who else philodanko as i said um it's not really so much i have like inspirations it's just like dance you know 
you know me I'm as a dancer I'm very versatile so just every style every different avenue I see like Broadway has like it's not even it's more so styles that influence me I mean I can say Michael Jackson as well because I just found this out my mom told me we were watching like the BET awards one day mm-hmm. one year and I literally got up and regurgitated what he did <laughs> and then she was like oh this is this is this is for real for real for real for real for real, for real, for real. And she was like, I was like, yeah, I don't even remember that. But okay, I believe you because you're my mother, you know. (laughs) Right. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, So what about like more more recently? Is anybody now that like inspires you? Anybody that like um, is up and coming or anybody who is established already? Well, up and coming, I got to give it to Phil out Cortland. You know, Mr. Cortland, he's doing his thing. (laughs) <laughs> he caught he caught guys for Doja Cat right now. He's doing oh, all her yes. stuff. He's getting his life. Yeah. And then of course Sean Bankhead. Yeah. He's everything. Um in a bag of chips, you know, from because yeah. he's opening doors for other other black men. Um yeah. he's doing modeling things like in interviews and all that type of stuff that nobody even thought that a black male dancer, choreographer, mm-hmm. especially because he started up as started off as a background dancer. He wasn't always the you know Sean Bankhead that we know you know yeah back teaching classes in Atlanta you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. um I would say for me um Paris who who Paris Goldblum I mean she is a bad B yes for Rihanna a bad B yeah the Fenty shows like the choreography they hit every time every time never like the assignment was, you know, created by her and she executed it. Her executed and made sure the dancers executed mm-hmm. it too. That's the one thing that I can say. Because sometimes it's like, it doesn't translate. But like with the dancers, like it translates. Yeah, but so in I don't know, what's a lot of things, sometimes the choreographer can bring out the most. And it can be the worst dancer ever sometimes. Yeah. And then you get, they get that one choreographer where they style is fits their body and it hit. And you know. Yeah. It go, it go. Yeah, I love it. And sometimes I it's to, about the choreographer. For sure. It, and that speaks to, you know, them and they um and they skills. Mm-hmm. Um I need to go back and watch the Fenty show at some point though, because Jesus. <laughs> um so what what has been your favorite like project or piece that you've worked on and that you led so far? excuse me the one that i've led oh yeah i've done a lot of like choreographing <laughs> okay over the age um you know i was living in new york every summer while i was there as well so i've done a lot of choreography so i don't think i have a favorite mainly because it's been working with the youth mm-hmm. a lot and i don't discriminate about my kids you know my kids are my kids so yeah. I don't really have any favorites when it comes to that. But um, if I have to choose one, I might have to just say my latest piece at DSA. Um, it was called Her Story. It was supposed to, it was about um, Harriet Tubman's story. It was okay. right when the movie came out and I got the um, soundtrack. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm. I sent it to Miss Burrell, who is now, who was my dance teacher, who is now the vice principal at DSA. Um mm-hmm. And she, um, she was like, oh, that's cool. But it's just a little too short. It was just like, it was like 1.30. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can just loop it. And then she was like, no, let's see if we can give it to Baba Lumumba, who is um, 
Lisa Mayor Reynolds, the principal of DSA's husband, he's always done the like tech, the videos, the music cuts if we need it back in the day. And yes. um, he came up with this whole score that I wasn't even ready for. It was like <laughs> went from 130 to six minutes, I think. So okay. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> right. So um, that put me on spot a little bit when I got the music. And I was like, I love the music, but I was just like, okay, now we got to turn that- the brain on for real. You right. Know? And then also I was like, oh, are they these dancers gonna be able to handle this? Cause Six the song minutes. is fierce, but also but the song was good. Like I was like, what I wanna do, let's make sure that these kids could be able to hit, you know? Yeah. So and they did. They executed it well. They performed it for um it was called DPS Love or DPS and Love of the Arts, something like that. Um last year during the pandemic, they just performed it. Um, for the TV cameras of a lot of news crews here in Detroit because they, I told you again, they were trying to get that program off the ground with the middle schools and the elementary schools. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that might be my favorite to date, I should say, because I haven't really choreographed other than in the classroom. Yeah. Other than that one. Love that. Yeah. So what are you working on now? Like, where, what you working on now? Um, and what are you like getting ready to do? <laughs> you already spoke about it a little bit, but yeah. so since the pandemic, I I was before I was on cruise ship, dancing, living my life, traveling the world, and of course the pandemic said dun dun dun. But <laughs> luckily, I had planned to be home for the first year of the pandemic anyway. The well, twenty twenty anyway, because of our ten year high school reunion, also your wedding and my sister's wedding. So I had plans to just be home anyway. And that was my thought. And I was just going to work in the country. So if I needed to be back somewhere, I could. Yeah. yeah. And the pandemic said, no, you just going to sit down, actually, and gain <laughs> about 15 pounds. <sighs> you know, it's okay. We all lost that quarantine weight, I hope, anyway, by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, from then, I just started to get on the grind again and went from teaching I did a sub sub teaching at DSA um being that I don't have my degree so I can only sub you know um and that was great I did that virtually and then all of my I started reaching out to studios here to see if they needed teachers and most of them did so I was able to get a gig a couple gigs you know teaching I now teach literally every day but Sunday (laughs) in Detroit so, um, you know, the grind never stops. Yeah. And um, I'm lucky enough to be able to get back on the stage soon, which I'll be leaving next Friday, actually, the 29th, to go to Myrtle Beach to do a show that I've done before called Hot Jersey Nights. It's a, it's about the story of the Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. So if you know that story, you know what I'm talking about, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, all of that, that story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been going on and what's getting ready to happen. Yeah. I'll be there until next year. Weird to say that, but yeah, I will. Yeah. I mean, got to be thankful for the opportunity in general, just because, like you said, the pandemic just threw show business in general for a loop. Like, you know, it's just like nobody could perform. Nobody could like, I mean, you couldn't do like, even if anybody was performing, they couldn't have like, 
a lot of a people guess. on the stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like what found it really, really weird for me because you know a lot of the students I teach they do competitions and the fact that they were dancing in masks, I was just like, Ugh. yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's like, because some people sell it with their face, even though you're supposed to have the dancing too to back it up. Yeah. But the face is literally gold sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, it's a part of your body yeah yeah like it brings everything together so it's just not the same so i'm definitely glad that you know things are somewhat going back to normal because like for me you know i'm going to new york at the end of the year no and i can't wait to see a broadway show i'm honestly like if i could go to multiple i probably will like um to go to multiple broadway shows so like i'm happy that like broadway's back or even like you said the rockettes and things like that well you have connections so you can do multiple (laughs) and remind me to text you later about that yes text me (laughs) because i like definitely want to be able to see multiple shows if i can like while i'm there because it's nothing like a new york like show right you know right um so definitely glad that like things are somewhat going back to normal and things like that so um okay i'm sad that you're going to leave us but i'm happy that you're getting booked and busy yeah and everything but you know you got everyone's getting comfortable with me being home (laughs) so yeah yeah. but i'll be back you know i'm i still have i've committed myself to june to teach for like the babies so i gotta do that I've never burned a bridge and we're not going to start now. You know, I'm just lucky they are letting me go and yeah. do my performing and get back to the life that I love. Yeah. And listen, I'm here for it. You, you got to do what you set out to do. So you got to do that. So other than the um, Jersey Boy show that you have now coming up, what do you look forward to doing in the future? What are you like planning? I know you said you you planning to be in Detroit or in the Metro Detroit area until June. Mm-hmm. Are you doing after that or? So while I'm here after and next year, I want to come back. Of course, we all want to come back with a fresh start. Blah, blah, blah. New year, new me. Um, but it won't be new year, new me. It'll just be new year, better me. You know, um, I'm just trying to keep pushing my brand um myself out there getting people to know my name a little bit more and see what happens you know I'm trying to touch some avenues of choreographing here in the city I've told you about some of those opportunities I don't want to speak about them unless they come true you know but (laughs) you know it's just right now I got to do what I got to do from here if I can travel with being here like on the weekends that'll be fine as well yeah but I can't really do anything until January. I'm going to do a lot of planning while I'm in Myrtle Beach doing the gig because I'll be in contract. So that's all I can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really much it to just pushing my brand, pushing me next year before 30. Cause you know, it's the year of 30. Yeah. Well, you got it. You know, I believe in you. You're going to do it. Always. Number one. Yes. You is going to get it done. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you want to mention before we get into, like, our last couple of questions? Anything else that I'm missing that the people need to know about you? Um, I'm single. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, you better shoot your shot. You better shoot your shot. You better shoot your shot. Yes. Well, well, if anybody listening, <laughs> listen, everybody, I feel like everybody comes to the podcast looking for love. Like, okay. <laughs> am I the only one that's single? Like, everybody comes here looking for a relationship. <laughs> like, I try to get married tomorrow now, but I'm not getting no younger, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, listen, hear him. We, we don't let him get his um social media handles and everything so if you you know want to slide in the dms you'll know where to get in touch yeah and she played basketball off the play <laughs> well there you Take go tech. athletic <laughs> somebody who has some athleticism you can slide in the dms the dms are welcome um so our question that we ask all of our guests is um at the am i the only one moment of the month are you familiar with that yeah <laughs> so you can say like whatever you may feeling it doesn't have to be good it doesn't have to be bad it does it could be neutral you know am i the only one that blank um so what is your am i the only one moment of the month um in that weather has been weird this is gonna be a little uh. funny Am I the only one who misses summer? No. Because, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Things are left in a, a night. Overnight. Uh, we didn't have fall. We never had fall. I mean, we never had any type of season change. It went straight to, like, boom, put your coat on. Yes. It's been cold. So I definitely identify and can relate. Like I definitely was ready for like the hustle and bustle, I guess, of summer yes. to calm down a little bit. Yes. Oh my However, God. the weather could have stayed. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the one like, time I'm like global warming, you don't want to take over this year. <laughs> you know, like, like make us a warm state, because I'll take just, it. Like I, just a comfortable fall, like it's like getting cold. Like okay, the heat is on. Yes, it the was. Heat was cold turned yesterday. on three days ago. <laughs> sick, sick, <laughs> sick. Like I just wanted to be comfortable. I didn't want it to be like, you know, we need to pull out the the thick heavy coats already. Okay. Like Jesus, the way the blankets are out. Yes, like <laughs> I'm a hundred percent with that. Well, I'm definitely going to see you soon because we have a nail date coming yes, up. Yes, we do. Yes, that we cannot forget about. So, period. That is on the books. Yeah. Um, but for people who want to keep up with you and everything, where can they follow you? Where Where are you at on the internet? Um, on Instagram and Twitter, my name is all, A-L-L, about, A-B-O-U-T, underscore, D-C. And everybody says, why DC? But realize that's my initials, D'Angelo Cheatham. So it's all about me. And then they're like, oh, you're not from DC? No, but think about it. If you look at my page, it says all about DC. And then clearly it says D'Angelo Cheatham. Yeah. For me, context clues. But hey, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes sense to me. But, but, but I who know am I? So. You know who am I? Um, <laughs> and then D'Angelo Cheatham on Facebook. That's, yeah, really much it. Okay, well, I am definitely excited to see everything that comes, 
your way and everything that you do over the next year or so, you know, as we get, like you said, we get ready to walk into this new chapter. chapter. Mm. Yes, of everything. So I'm excited for everything. And, you know, I'm always stay tuned and be, you know, brewing you know, and everything. We here. Up and stop. Well, I love you and I will talk to you soon. I love you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. love the conversation with my cousin D'Angelo and I hope you all are like inspired and like you know just like taken away like that like you can do whatever you put your mind to period and if you know just be unapologetic and do you be you and go after whatever it is that you want um so yeah we can hurry up and do our am I the only one moments of the month um, you know, we talked with D'Angelo and got his, so you can go first. So I'll just say this real quick. I met Isha's cousin, Isha's cousin a few times, and he is super cool. I like him a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but am I the only one who just like don't want to like work and shit? I just want to do what I want to do. <laughs> Like, I've been having a really hard time, like, on some real shit. Like, I feel like I'm having, like, a mid or quarter or whatever life crisis, whatever the time frame is. Because, like, I've been having a really hard time working, like, focusing on work, having the motivation to work. The whole nine, like, I just don't want to do that. Like, I just want to do what I want to do. Like, all the just, like, I guess societal just things that are, like, ingrained I just don't want to do any of that. Like, get leave people alone. Like, <laughs> I want to fucking work. I want to relax. I want to like go to lunch. <laughs> like, I don't want to work. Get yeah. out of here, child. I definitely get it a hundred percent. I feel you because, like, ever since <laughs> I started this new job, I don't have time to do anything during the week. Like. Is work and that's it. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's been real hard for me, though. Like, for real. Like, I feel like I need to do some soul searching because, like, I don't want to do shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I 100% feel that because, like I said, like, I don't have time to do anything. Like, once, like, when I'm working, that is it. And then, like, the only time I have is just on the weekends. Which is 48 hours, which don't give me a lot of time to do anything. So I completely get it. Like, I definitely miss the days where at my old job where I have more time to do everything. But that's been long gone and in the past. (laughs) (laughs) And it is what it is. Like, you know, I don't I don't miss the environment, but I do miss the flexibility that I have because I have like a lot more time to do a lot. Um, but I completely get it. What's yours? My my the only one moment is that like, damn, I'm old. Like, <laughs> am I the only one that is like, I'm old? Like, girl, you're things, not even thirty. But like the things that I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. Like for example, like you can't go hard. No, not even that. For example, like if I like how I used to be able to like sit for hours and do work, like 
I'm actually like in the process, I just bought me like an office chair because I'm like, I need an office chair because I cannot sit in like any type of chair for hours and do work. Like that's just not comfortable. And like, mm-hmm. I need something with neck support. I need something like <laughs> these things that like didn't matter before now yeah. are like important when it comes to me picking out certain things that will help me like get through the day <laughs> like I need neck support I need something that's gonna be comfortable like you know I'm just just things where I'm just like when I was in 23 22 like I didn't need all that I could just sit there for hours and do my work or whatever and then get up to go like no girl mm-mm Mm-mm, no, I feel that a thousand percent. Honestly, my body is so weird. I'm like, can you just leave me alone? Yeah, it's been a lot though because I this week has been like very, very, very trying for me. Like I had a stomach bug earlier this week. I've been having like terrible headaches this week. I think part of it is because like my posture has been off. That's why I needed to look for like a chair, or it could be just me staring at the screen for too long working. Like you know. So it could be either one, but like I'm just like child. Yeah, and what I hate the most about getting older and the way it affects uh my body is like I can't eat nothing. Everything makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, yeah, and that, that too. Is like so annoying. Like my stomach is like in knots. I'm like, why I can't eat this? <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, when I drink wine sometimes, like, I don't know if the sugar is starting to be, like, an allergy for me, but, like, sometimes I'd be, like, itchy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they have just a lot of sugar in it in general. So, you know, it's just, like, not probably the best thing to, you know, have all the time. Like, all my vices, like, are, like, kicking my ass. Yeah. And that sucks. (laughs) <laughs> girl it's a part again oh we we uh, get older that's it yeah no. what'd you say tomato. I said boo that was <laughs> right we ain't signed up for this at all this lame as hell <laughs> well that brings us to the end of the episode so guys you know where you can find us always at am I the only one on Instagram? Um, that one is spelled out, and then on our website, www.amitheonly one, that is the number one dot org. Um, and we will see y'all next month with another guest, somebody special to get ready to wrap up the year, which is crazy. Well, maybe we shouldn't have a guest, maybe it should just be us <laughs> to wrap up the year. We ain't talked about us in a long time. Maybe we will. We we'll see. But I want the spotlight. <laughs> either way, we gonna talk to y'all next month. That's true. Facts. <laughs> bye y'all. Bye bye.